Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wednesday version of the Smart Coast Morning Show. My name is Will. I said, my name is Will. Getting a little Carson-ish there. My name is Will. You know, it's funny. I did not know that. My name is Will. Obviously, there is no Trent. Why? I don't know. Maybe he hasn't woken up. But, you know, the nice thing is I figure we could put this out there, do it live for anyone listening. And, you know, if it's a horrible experiment because it's the sound of one guy talking to himself, so be it. That's it. And then we deny its existence ever happened, and we eradicate it from the internet history file, taking it and flushing it down the virtual cache, if you will. Um, anyway, good morning, everybody. My name is Will, obviously. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many different ways. How? Well, one of them is Twitter. Uh, I typically use the hashtag NetHeads, because usually I'm doing NetHeads here on the Smodco um, internet radio at 6 p.m. Pacific at smodcast.com. Um, but you know, Wednesday mornings we like to sit in and, and well, we, I should say me right now, but, uh, we like to, uh, sit in and give you a little taste of, of what it is we do. So you could do hashtag smorning or hashtag smorning show. The easiest way to know I'm going to see it hashtag netheads. Why? Cause I'm lazy and stupid and it's early in the morning. Why are you listening and why am I awake? You know, actually, if all of the radio hosts in the world got together and they said, you know what? We're not going to do a morning show. We'll do an afternoon show that will air in the morning. Nobody would have to get up this early to be on the radio. Even though, I mean, come on, let's face it, folks. Part of the reason why I'm here, drive time is money, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, uh, how else can you give it? Uh, get in contact with us. 866 866- Six one zero nine four five five. If you want to use that fancy device known as the telephone, uh, also if that doesn't work for you, nine two five two three eight ninety twenty. Last but not least, very simple. Netheads on air via Skype. Now I was sitting down one because you know one of the things we do is we typically throw Trent inside of the smellicopter, uh, throw him up in the air, and we want to find out what the uh, the current internet trends are. What's going on? On the web, what you know, what what's the internet traffic report? Because with the morning show, you gotta have a traffic report. But you know, and Trent's not here, and and you know, I, I got no helicopter to throw to, so just figured, you know, I babble about it myself. So I was going on one of the easiest ways to find out what's trending. Let's face it, just go to Twitter, or not even Twitter. Well, yeah, Twitter is actually one of the easiest because they have hashtags, and then you could do some research and find out what it's about which we tend to do in advance. Uh, But the other thing you can do is you just go to your Facebook wall and you look at it and you're like, okay, what's the one thing I see over and over and over? Like yesterday's announcement of the, uh, of the cast of star Wars was all over my wall. So, you know, like that easily could have been, you know, an item that we could have talked about today, but it was yesterday. So, you know, you'd have to see what kind of things are trending this morning. So really, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I guess, we're talking about an internet traffic report that is that is solely around the existence of uh, the East Coast, really, because it's whatever, well, what's ever happened overseas, and then a few hours later, whatever is happening in uh, in the East Coast, that would kind of dictate what I'm seeing on the trend. So is it really a trend? I have no idea, nor do I care. I'm not here to discuss such things. But I was sitting down to, to look uh, to see what was trending because, you know, it's not like uh, my feed is full of people touting uh, Emma Stone on Jimmy Kimmel from Monday with the uh, lip sync battle. You know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't seeing that this morning, nothing like that. So nothing taking the world by fire there. Um, but I did see one thing. Which kind of bummed me out, and you know the right people kind of short shared the story, but apparently Fox has canceled Almost Human. Now, believe it or not, it's not really the topic I want to talk about, uh, but it's kind of a bummer because Almost Human was—I don't know what it is about Fox and interesting shows. I think once they discover they have an interesting show and the ratings aren't quite there, then you know, eh, get rid of it. You know, even this article, basically, I don't know if they have 
uh, full on canceled, but Deadline Hollywood or Deadline as it's just called now in the in the reports uh, is that uh, Fox is going to cancel it. Fox is going to cancel Almost Human. So not official, but that's what uh, is coming out via Deadline. Uh, but they even cite an interesting fact in here that I found amazing. Um, Almost Human actually got ratings on par with the following, which is another Fox show, but the following has a larger audience overall when DVR uh, usage is factored in. So they're actually taking a look at DVR figures and taking them seriously now. I know this seems kind of stupid and I don't mean to, uh, you know, to sound like a little, a little aged, if you will. But, you know, for the longest time, they were telling us why DVR and time shifting overall uh, doesn't matter. Time shifting meaning I record it, I watch it on DVR later, I've gone ahead and I've switched the viewing period to when I'm ready to see it. Which has led to many a rant here from me about uh, you know the importance of integrating your advertising live into the program you know like right in there in the show kind of like how you know I think uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC was was trying uh, pretty heavily to get some advertising um, momentum going both with the Fox show the good guys was that the name of it it was the Colin Hanks one Oh, I loved that show too. Canceled that one as well. Thanks, Fox. Um, but you know they had like dr- them dr- the characters directly going to KFC for a specific type sandwich, and then on Community, same exact thing. I mean, it was the kind of thing. It was so it, both of these shows, by the way. I watched with Trent, who's not here right now, on uh, the one of the t- few times he and I have been live in the exact same space, and uh, you know we saw that ad. And then we saw it in um, Community, and I'm like, dude, screw it. You want to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken? Because <laughs> what they're doing is working. And naturally, we did, uh, because that's what fat white American males do. So I find it very interesting, though, that they're taking DVR figures into consideration now when making that kind of decision. Because, you know, like I often, who's watching? People that watch it live are the only ones that are going to be seeing the ads that you uh, are pushing, okay, unless they've got the lamest DVR in the world and it's got no fast forward or skip features or anything like that, really, you're talking about two shows with the exact same audience then, at least in the in the point that matters, which is with the advertisers. Now, um, I know for me, if you wanted to make it so that uh, I was paying attention to every ad you were running, uh, then you would have to hope, you know, actually, here's the thing too, if you think about it, cause I think a lot of DVRs, you can either hack them to, or, uh, they just straight out come out of the box with the ability to skip like 30 seconds or two minutes automatically, right? 30 seconds is the sweet one, but if it is 30 seconds and you're doing a 30 second jump, then I would think that the second commercial in an advertising block would be more valuable because there's a higher likelihood I'm going to land on that ad and and maybe see something I like and check it out or something that gets my curiosity, which just goes back to the fact that uh, every frame counts in your TV commercial, folks, because you don't know which part of it is going to speak to your audience. I never thought about that, though. So maybe the second commercial in a commercial break should be more valuable, plus one that's like the next to last one in the commercial break. Because let's say your DVR has the two-minute jump. Well, if it does, you hit that button, and and now you're at the two-minute mark, which is probably right before the commercials are ending. So there's another valuable spot. Uh, Another one of the things that I noticed uh, going on on uh, line, which is a lot more important. By the way, believe it or not, the almost human story led me somewhere else I wasn't even expecting to go this morning. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you never know where the internet rabbit hole is going to take you. I know many a times the internet rabbit hole has taken me on journeys that you know I didn't know what I was in for. And just like, just like Alice, it's like suddenly in a lot of time has gone by and I've seen an entirely new world of wonder. So I want to come back to that. But it is kind of a bummer to hear that uh, Bob Hoskins has passed away. Um, Guy had a very diverse career, a lot of amazing films. You know, like everyone from my generation, if they weren't um, 
very well uh, versed with who Bob Hoskins was, but they saw who framed Roger Rabbit. Then they knew who Bob Hoskins was. You know what I mean? I mean, the guys had plenty of other roles. But, you know, one of the ones that I think kind of like, I don't want to say introduced him to a generation, but it kind of did in some ways, was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Anything that, you know, could be watched from kids to adults, eh, you're going to give him a chance. So, boy, that's a bummer to hear. Always nice to, to end on a high note, right, guys? <laughs> hey, yeah, almost human canceled. Oh, Bob Hoskins is dead. Oh, let me go ahead and just turn off the radio and go back to sleep because there's no actually there are some days I feel exactly that way where it's just like, why, why, why am I up? Why did I get up? I don't know why I got up and I shouldn't have gotten up. And, uh, you know, this is one of those mornings. So that's it. So I was reading the almost human, uh, article and then at the bottom, because, you know, the, the thing is, with any news story, any news aggregation site now, it seems like they're always either selling alternative articles or selling ad space or they're part of some ad rotation thing. So they've always got something. And this particular article I was reading from was on IGN. And then, you know, they have their little box at the bottom, just like BuzzFeed does and all the others where it's like from around the web. And then there are all like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six tiles running here that I could choose from for stories. And, you know, instantly I look down and the one that grabs my attention typically are going to be the ones in the middle row. And there it is. One woman wore a corset every day. And this is what happened. And instantly I'm intrigued, not because we're talking about a woman wearing a corset. I don't care about a woman wearing a corset. Women can wear whatever they want. I'm wondering, though, oh, my gosh, did some type of body modification happen? You know, it's like she wore it all the time, and now, you know, she's got a waist that's only, you know, eight inches wide at all times, even when she takes off the corset. But not the case. Actually, not the case at all. Uh, but the thing that shocks me the most, because for those of you that don't know, you know, if you're not familiar with what a corset is, um, basically, it's like a straight jacket for your middle section. There's no other way to put it, right? It's like a straight jacket for, for your middle section. Uh, and for the ladies, by the way. I mean, uh, what, what is it called when a dude wears a corset? If it is a corset. I mean, but not a corset, obviously. Corset has a breastal support as well. But, you know, let's say the guy version. Is that just a girdle? I guess so. I don't know. Anyway, um, the article, uh, for some reason, husband in the story gave the wife as a gift, a corset. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I thought it would be some nice naughty wear. I don't know. Quite possibly. I just don't know. Uh, and then she tried it on, you know, as a courtesy thing. And then she discovered she really liked it. Uh, because, uh, one, more back support, better posture. Uh, it provides, the, you know, the, those wonderful things that men love up front. Support from underneath and not over the shoulder, so that way it produces better posture there as well. And the other thing she liked, that it, her waist went down two sizes instantly upon wearing it, because apparently uh, that part of the body is really, really, really flexible and moldable, maybe because of the whole baby situation. I don't know. I mean, it probably is a dude, too, but again, I still don't know if it's a corset or a garter, or not a girdle, garter, a girdle. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, but that's that shocks me. That somebody would like to wear that because th these things, they go around the middle and then they lace up real tight. Okay. So, and basically I think they typically have inner supports as well. So in other words, not along the horizontal, but along the vertical, you know, they're going to have, eh, I don't want to say like bars or sticks, but you know what I mean? Some kind of support there uh, to keep things kind of straight, help keep them rigid. And, uh, and corsets have those too. So, you know, it would seem a little restrictive, but apparently she loves it. I, I don't know if, if there are any women listening right now, but, uh, you know, that's one of the things I wonder uh, when I see stuff like this is, you know, it, when you hear about something like this, when you hear a story like this, uh, does it intrigue you to actually do, try something like try on a corset or does it make you think that lady's nuts? I mean, I don't know. It's not like we hear a lot of stories about guys wearing weird things to help support their junk because, well, there's very little engineering that can go into that. Only so many different ways you can carry a set of plums, right? So uh, in that case, you don't hear a lot of stuff about guys doing that. I mean, except for body modifications, which, by the way, the entire concept of body modifications creeps me the hell out. 
I, I don't understand why you'd want to do it. I got a, I got an issue with these kids when I see them in the stores. You know, they got them the plates going in so that they're slowly opening up their ears. I don't understand why you would want to do that. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. You can use hashtag uh, netheads, hashtag smorning, hashtag smorning show. Um, also, you can give us a call, 866-610-9455. Last but not least, 925-238-9020 or netheads on air via Skype. Because uh, I'm dying to know if you're a woman and you're hearing this. Would you consider wearing a corset when you hear about another woman that not only wears a girdle every day, but enjoys it? Okay. And if you know of any uh, particular plum smuggling techniques that I'm not aware of, any special menswear, go ahead and let us know about that too, if you want. I mean, I, you can do whatever you want here. Uh, that fracking cat on Twitter says, it's a girdle. I learned that from Lethal Weapon 3. It's amazing the things we learn through media. I I have I have never ceased to be amazed by the things I can learn through media. Anyway, um that girdle thing still just completely and utterly has me just mesmerized because you know when it comes down to it, they it forces your body into an hourglass figure and that's really really tiny when you when you look at the old victorian values of the of the tight waist and, and everything else i don't understand anyway body modifications are the one things that i just don't get at all i don't it, when it comes to putting those plates in your ears i mean where are you going to be 20 years from now if you decide you don't want to have those anymore but 19 out of those 20 years uh, you decided uh Okay, I'm going to have these things in my ears, and it's going to look like I'm smuggling tea saucers. And then later on, on year 20, you decide, I'm going to pop these things out. What happens then? Is there then a gradual retraction that eventually the skin goes through? Does it begin to claim back that elasticity? Or are you just permanently going to look like a place for your friends to hang keys when they, when you walk by? You know, somebody who, who apparently comes with their own um, headbands. They just go ahead and lift one over the one side, lift the other over the other. Now you got a nice little creepy looking skin headband. Where, where are you when that kind of thing happens? I mean, I'm the same way with tattoos, too. Part of the reason I've never gotten a tattoo, and when I see these heavily tattooed people, you know, the thing I want to see most of all, uh, like maybe there's somebody out there that's kind of like these guys that that run with those, you know, those traveling circuses or freak shows where you see somebody that is tattooed from literally head to toe. Like, is there an 80-year-old guy that looks like this that we can see for reference? Can we can we find out exactly what these type of people will look like when they're older? Because, I mean, I think that would be a great thing to have in tattoo shops to help avoid people getting tattoos that they really shouldn't get. I mean, it's it's a simple thing. It's a photograph. And it saves all the cost of all of that laser removal you would go through later because for some reason you thought a screaming dragon lighting your nipple on fire with this fire breath would be a really cool idea. And and, and then, you know, one, years later when you're looking at that, that faded thing and it looks more like a patch of zombie skin, you know, maybe maybe this picture hanging up would have would have helped you. It's like, okay, a couple years from now, it's not gonna look so good. And and, and really who knows if I'm really gonna like dragons uh, or nipple burning as much as I do now. So maybe maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should get a temporary tattoo. Oh that's the thing too, man, with uh with temporary tattoos, transfers and everything else, I mean, aren't we at the age where we could have homemade, you know, like skin transfer tattoos that you could make so that way you can get the intricate tattoo you want. You know, just apply it when you want it, take it off when you don't. I mean, I can make t-shirts at home with my inkjet printer. So all we need is like, I don't know, not a special printer, but I guess special ink. So that way it's, it's friendly for the skin if there is such a thing. It'd be interesting to see though, wouldn't it? God, I'd love to be able to do that. Just, you know what? Today I want to feel like a badass. I'm going to print me up a tattoo. Ryan, uh, first of all, how the hell are you, sir? And secondly, if you had the ability to home print tattoos yourself, would you? What was 
I'm sorry to interrupt this awesome Smodco podcast, Will, but somebody has to have the balls to interrupt you from talking to yourself. Yeah, I completely agree. I've been sitting here wondering and begging for a caller. You know, I'm just like sitting here going, really, you people are going to, because I mean, what, what was that now? That was almost, let's see. I know I love the sound of my own voice, but that was, wow, 20 minutes, 20 minutes of me talking straight, brother. And you went into, was that the dating game music? Yeah, probably. That's one of my default hold musics that play in. Did I, did it get outside of my head again? Damn it. I hate it when yes. that does that. Yes. You, you were showing your age with that one. Hey, um, speaking of showing my age, I found another one, another one of those rabbit holes I fell down, um, yesterday was the sound or was a, uh, a thing that like the class of 2018, all the things that they have no idea what it means. You know, there are just, I'm convinced the people that make these lists are assholes. There's no other way to put it. Because why would you put together something that blatantly points out to me, I'm getting older? Uh, because it's fun for them, Will. Well, but and but it's not fun and it's not funny. I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I want to kick them in the nuts. Anyway, Ryan, no. if you had the ability to print tattoos at home, temporary tattoos, right? Yeah. Would you do that? Because I totally would. Yeah. Like, yeah. if, if one day I just want the bat symbol tattooed on my chest or, or the Superman symbol on my back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes, I would. And uh, not not only for me, but I am surrounded by teenagers who want tattoos, but I don't really think they should get them just yet because they're kind of permanent. <laughs> they should wait until they're, they're older and then decide if they want that, but... Having a way to print temporary ones would be awesome because then they could have them for the weekend and wash them off before school. And Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you said two words that do not go together, which are teens and tattoos. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm Having been there, having traversed the entire age, even as a simple white boy in the suburbs, I got to tell you, a lot of bad choices would have been made. If if I had decided to get a tattoo any time before I became like maybe twenty three, I think. You know? I I still don't have one, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Neither do I. Uh which is good because I'm that fracking cat saying you do not want to see eighty year olds covered with tattoos. I have and you can't unsee what is seen. Ooh, that's just <laughs> another layer in the onion that is that fracking cat. <laughs> yes, he he is an enigma. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so that's one of the things we should do. We should start listener dossiers, at least for the interesting ones. Because, like, uh, one interesting thing about that fracking cat is that, to the best of my knowledge, online, he is only known as that fracking cat. I mean, we are talking, like, internet-wise, old-school cosplay, you know? Yeah, it, 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 it's it's scary because... You are correct. It, it, it is either that fracking cat or the cat, and I haven't been. I've been trying and haven't been able to. Uh, you haven't been able to crack that nut. There used no. to be uh, back in the wait. <laughs> let me tell you, Ryan. Way back in the day, there used to be the Will Wilkins show on Play TV, and um, I'm not saying that uh, in any way to brag because that's not from really what, saying from what much. I am. From what I understand, this was maybe a week or two after they stopped running billboard systems. Yeah. Wait, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I was showing that I understand how long ago that was. Okay. So anyway, I was um, I was doing uh, Will Wilkins Show on Play TV, and there was this particular group of people out of San Jose that uh, I can't even remember who they were now, but they had like their own collective name for their group. Um, you know, much in the same way, and this was like early digital age folk. So, you know, Silicon Valley wasn't quite Silicon Valley. It wasn't sure what it was. And this was actually like a, a group of, of, of motorcycle riding alts that were also heavily into open source and coding and, you know, the kind of world where they may have been a barista two weeks ago, but now they're writing PHP code for a major dot com, right? 
uh-huh. and of that group, there was one person I, I believe that they were associated with. Okay, and and uh, this person um, just did a constant cosplay. Well, not cosplay. I'm mean, catfishing. I don't know, role playing, whatever you want to say, a uh, larping. Okay, how about LARPing? That's probably the closest uh, match that actually makes sense. Uh, but would always stay in character. And it, the name was Uli Uli Fafita. And there was also another one, Lupe, which I were convinced were either the same person or they were people imitating those people kind of thing. Uh, and and it was each character had their own definitive voice, but they never let on. They never pulled back the curtain. And that, to me, was like one of the most interesting things about that entire run. Obviously, I still remember those stupid two-character names. And that was back before, uh, you know, we had like major adoption of things like Twitter and being able to just say, hey, throw a hashtag NetHeads and, and go from there. Um, and, and so we used, of all things, uh, I don't know if you remember the program, ICQ. <laughs> one two five zero four two five six. Yeah, I was uh, let's see, three two three four one five three five, something like that. <laughs> well, again, it's it's almost in a way, it's kind of like a muscle memory, you know, the same way yeah. that I'll still sometimes say the comedy world number. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure my ICQ number was three two three four one five three five, and uh, and one of the things that I did is I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I got a video card coming out of this computer. And I'm doing a video show. Why don't I just show the computer screen? And ba bam, there it was. So you were seeing uh, people interacting via ICQ, which was uh, which was fun because it was like a real time conversation. Um, but anyway, that that's how they would interact, and that those two characters would never break scene. Never, never. They wouldn't well, break well, at the all. Fir- the first rule in good improv is committing to a bet. Yeah. Well, these people were very well committed. <laughs> or they should have been. Right. Um, let's see now. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I thought, um, Alan Youngstown was listening to us live, but he was actually reacting to a picture I tweeted before the show, which was the, uh, example of a, of the, uh, well, you know, the, the, the bird that constantly dips his beak in the water. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things. What do they call that? The drinking bird? I don't yes, know. He's I very, believe so. He's very dignified. He has a top hat. Um, but I have one of those on my desk now. I didn't know this. I always thought it was a perpetual motion machine, but apparently it's actually an example of a heat engine. Did you know that, Ryan? A heat engine. Yes, yes. In fact, I did. I did not know that. Uh, one interesting thing uh, that I also found out was uh, the term for, I don't know, were you one of the people that told me what it was? Because there were at least two. What it is when people, like, let's say you... Um, have a high concentration of uh, what is it like cornstarch or baking powder or something inside uh, of water? Yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely one because, and, uh, and that is what type of fluid is that known as? It's a, it's a non Newtonian liquid or a non Newtonian solid, yeah. depending on which way you want to look at it, like glass. Yeah, exactly. Man, look at that. I'm I'm learning things first thing in the morning. This is awesome. Um, because so, gl- glass looks like a solid, but it's not really. No, it looks dorky and on my face. Waka waka. <laughs> Ryan, uh, let me ask you, my friend, why is it uh, you called today, though? Was it just to hear me not talk to myself, or did you have some other agenda as well? No, um, I had finally gotten the boy on the bus, and it was to stop you from yammering to yourself. Yeah, well, you know. I thought I was doing a pretty good job there for 20 minutes, though. You were. You, 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 are, you are always entertaining, but sometimes <laughs> the back and forth helps you move from one topic to, to another. Please do me a favor. Continue to stroke the ego. I'm enjoying this. Um, sorry, I'm just kidding. By the way, folks, I hope you know I'm not an arrogant prick. I'm just a guy. I just like to right. I, I get behind the microphone and maybe the id come. Maybe I am a prick. I don't know, actually. Anytime you can have. As a guy, anytime you can have something stroked, it's a good day. Good, good point. Good point. Good point. Now, uh, Ryan, usually when you call, uh, the thing is, you you uh, live the anti life, as I like to think of it. You know, we all have our life uh, from our with our nine to five gigs. Uh, we get started, you know, maybe five six a.m. in the morning, and we're going down sometime between ten and midnight. But oh no, not you, my friend. 
I, I live in bizarro world. Yeah. You, 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 you're a creature of the night, uh, because you, you, you work at night, which by the way, uh, is, is there ever a time they shift your schedule for any reason or is, are you just permanently on nights? I am a night stalker, okay. not a night stalker, a night stalker. I'm sorry. I'm not hearing the difference. Try again. <laughs> night stalker, not night stalker. Oh, I see. You throw the W in to indicate the creep that would follow you. Yeah. Stalker, a stalker, not a stalker. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you may have actually cracked the nut there because I did tell the difference between the two. Um, uh, so in that world, first of all, you've also indicated you're a family man. You got the boy on the bus. <laughs> I assume that was talking about getting your child on the way to school, not some creepy yep. code for anything. No, no. <laughs> that Good. was my seven-year-old on his school bus, yeah. So what happens, though, on your days off? I mean, what? how do you live this lifestyle is what I'm asking. What are the, what are the differences in your life and what are the challenges? Uh, the challenges are getting something accomplished during the day and still managing to find time to get more than two hours of sleep. Okay. Because if I, if we need to do some running around or the, somebody has a doctor's appointment or something of that kind, I get two hours of sleep. If nothing's going on, I get four to five hours and then I take an hour or so nap before I get up to get off to work. Interesting. Which, which, which I, go ahead. It's like, um, I run the same schedule as Kevin Smith's father did when Kevin was a young boy. That's exactly what I was just about to say. <laughs> because Kevin's always saying that his father would get home, see them off, then get up for dinner and be up for dinner with them and then take a nap. And that's pretty much exactly how I do it. I would be going to sleep about 10 a.m. I get up about 3 o'clock, organize some stuff, get Dominic, my son, off the bus at 4.30. We have dinner. I take a nap and get up at 8 to start my commute right. to get to work by 10. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eight o'clock to start your commute by 10? Is that because of well, uh, public transportation? I, I uh, get up at 8. I'm out the door by 8.20, 8.30 to catch the 8.40 bus. Gotcha. I, um, it, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, one of the things, it's not funny at all that you mentioned uh, public transportation. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but, you know, in some ways, first of all, public transportation is there because you need it. You know, it's it's as a system that's helped to support for those that may not have or may be in a shared vehicle family or no vehicle family whatsoever. Uh, so it's a great service, and I'm not knocking it. I want that to be known. Uh, however, it's kind of frustrating when, you know, maybe you are a person that has their own car and everything, but you're, like, wanting to try and, and help the environment. So you're like, well, you know, maybe I'll take the bus to get to the train. This is my thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, when I when I get out the door, depending on the time of day I go, um, we're looking at maybe thirty minutes on the road, and then there's an hour long train ride. Okay, so we're talking about roughly a let's just call it an hour and forty five minutes is what my commute always is. Okay, it's at least mm-hmm. that. Like I said, an hour is on part of public transportation. I was trying to take the car part out of the scenario. Because the uh, there's a, and I guess I still kind of could if I thought about this more. But anyway, just around the corner from my house, there is the bus station for the commute. Uh, where, you know, this is where the all the commuter buses originate from kind of thing. It's like this is the starting point or the end of the line, depending on your perspective. So I looked it up and because I'm thinking, well, that's around the corner and convenient. So this is awesome. This is what I should do. I looked up at the schedule. It would take an hour for the bus to get from here because of the it's the and this by the way is the quote unquote express to get from here to the BART station. So it would spend thirty minutes traversing inner city or inner suburb in our case, and then get on the freeway and go. 
Yeah, it's a it's a half an hour drive from my house to my job, but it's about a two hour bus ride. Yeah, what the hell? But but, but it's about thirty dollars to fifty dollars a week, depending on gas prices, for me to drive to work, and it's thirty two dollars a month for me to take the bus. Economics, baby. Economics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at math, so does that mean the bus saves you money? Uh, bus saves me about thirty, sixty, ninety, uh, about a hundred and ten dollars, hundred fifty dollars a month. Not to mention, now is that just like total and driving costs, or are you factoring wear and tear insurance? Oh no, that's just gas. Okay, it was just straight up gasoline. Well, right on, man. Yeah, I see, and that's part of the reason why I wouldn't mind doing the bus too, because they they even show that example. Uh, but in my case, I don't know if I want to tack an extra half hour on. For no good reason. Because that hour and 45, I talk about it, that factors in walking time, too. Um, but I, I, it just kind of bums me out. I mean, it, I'm not saying they should cater specifically to me, but I would think that, well, you know, if you look along the route, how much, how many people are you picking up and where? It's like, can we just cut some of these stops out? You know, if we normally just get one person here, make them walk in a little extra time. Let them get dropped off. Better yet, can we just get a bus that goes from my house to the train station? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> well, hell's bells. Um, I, I really would like to start taking public transportation, though. But, oh, well. I, my only problem with it is um, last night is a prime example. I was sitting there talking to one of my bus friends. Uh, these I have people that ride, normally ride the same route I ride. So right, exactly. You get to know them. Yeah, I see the same well, faces on the train every day as well. And uh, we were sitting there having a conversation, and this lady first misses the door to the bus, then gets on the bus, falls into my lap, then sits next to me smelling like somebody broke a bottle of isopropyl alcohol. Oh, I knew she was going to be drunk the minute you talked about falling. Yes. And then proceeded to tell everybody what um, national, uh, what, what, where her family comes from down the line and mm -hmm. how much she's had to drink and she likes being drunk. And wow. that is about. That that is usually it's rare, but those are the downfalls to public transportation. Yeah, that's the flip side of it all. Yeah, normally it's a nice ride with some very respectable people that you can talk to. I know my bus drivers; they know to hold up sometimes for me if I'm running a little bit late. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that you know I also look at because I think it's forty minutes for it to get from here to uh, the last station before it goes to the train station, last pickup point. takes me 10 minutes to drive to that point. takes it 40 minutes to get there. So I guess if I wanted to be a little more responsible, I could at least go to that point that takes me 10 minutes to get on a bus to go the remainder of the drive. I could do that. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a ten minute drive to where I get on the bus, but it's it being ten minutes, it's um, a lot less gas because the thirty minute drive is seventy mile an hour highway speeds. Yeah, well, the it mine should be like sixty five from the majority, uh, but there's always something wrong. There's a I I'm in no, I'm in one of those congestion points where just no matter yeah. what there's always traffic. I wouldn't want to cross that bridge. No, no, not a bridge, it's a freeway. You're not listening to me. Uh, oh, don't you cross a bridge at some point if you were to drive in? No. Yes. Oh, actually part of me, yes. I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. I I I now I'm the idiot. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I always was the idiot. Um but uh, yeah, no. There is a bridge, but in the way I do it with uh, the commute and the train, uh, the Bay Area Rapid Transit System, or BART. Uh, so, by the way, when you see me tweeting that I'm on BART, it doesn't mean I'm getting a piggyback ride from somebody. 
I'm riding the Bay Area Rapid Transit. They actually don't have a cow, man. Yeah, they put in a Trans Bay tube that goes along the underside of the bay, right? So, uh, which uh, it was interesting to me to find out how they did it. But I'm actually going underwater for part of my commute. I think that's awesome. Yes. It, oh, it's it's great, except it's my least favorite part. I actually go – there's a tunnel that goes through a, a, a mountain and then there – or a hill. I don't know the, how to distinguish between the two. Um, uh, elevation. Maybe. I don't know. It's not – well, I don't know. Never mind. It's the outer part of a valley, obviously. That's why there's a tunnel going through it. Um, so we go through a tunnel at one point, and then we go through the Transbay tube in the other. Now, um, the thing that got me on the news that one time a lot, because the uh, one train that was smoking and stuck in the tunnel, that happened in the mountain, uh, which I was already uncomfortable with the tunnel portions. Now I really am, uh, because one, that happened. And, you know, the last place on earth I want to get trapped is that Transbay tube. Because all I'm thinking about is all that water. You know what I mean? Yes. And and regardless, I mean, we can logically think that, and I believe it's this way because I, I feel like I can feel it traverse it. I think that it is a, a, a gradual grade to the center of the tubes. So in other words, uh, you know, it goes slightly down for part of the trip. And then once it hits the midway, then it starts an incline, depend, no matter which direction you come from, um, which means that technically the water would push out if it were to run in to this thing. But I don't think I can hold my breath that long, man. I mean, it takes this train, yeah. it takes this train doing 70 miles per hour, like seven minutes to get through this thing. So I would be D-E-double-D dead. Well, you have all that extra time to practice your breath holding in that nice pool you have in your backyard. Oh, maybe I should start doing the... You're you're one of the few people on God's green earth that would call it my nice pool in the backyard, by the way. I just want you to know this. It's better than my lack of pool, so... Well, you know, it's it's like my coworker said the other day. It's like... Uh, it holds water, right? Yeah. And people can get in it. Yeah. It's a nice pool. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I accept your definition. I will run with it. So Ryan, uh, one of the big questions we, we like to ask you, um, and by the way, I was going to point out as well that you were living the lifestyle that Kevin's dad did. I think that's funny that we were both going to go there and you know, you ran with it. So I'm glad I shut up and let you. Um, but one of the things we often do, we being the Royal, we at this point, since, uh, I yeah. still have not seen a sign of life at all from Mr. Hunsaker. Um, well, I, I just hope something didn't hit him in the head. Yeah, good point. There was the one time his car attacked him, and that's no lie, folks. Uh, the the rear gate of his truck smacked him square in the head. Uh, he was delirious. He was out of it. With it was terrifying. Re-listening, re-listening to the past episodes as I did, I re-came upon my... Uh, original hypothesis that the part of the head he got hit in is the same part of the head my mother had an aneurysm in, which was the speech center. Uh huh. And immediate, immediately after he got hit in the head was when he really stumbled on this fuck shit fuck Uh-oh. rant he goes on whenever he hits a pothole. So you you think he he literally has a, a mild form of brain damage? I unfortunately I do <laughs> because I think I think something got crossed in his speech center that instead of saying "Oh darn" or "Hold on, let me think," whenever he gets frustrated because he can't find a set of words, out comes the. Uh, Rush of profanities. Something's wrong with that boy's medulla oblongata. Um, that would be in the back of the brain near the near the brainstem. Yes, I know. Thank you very much for making sure we clarified that point. Um, the thing that that uh, gets me though is I don't think that that's the case. I don't really think he's got a mild form of brain damage, but maybe you did get him in touch with the frailty of life, and he's just not filtering anymore. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? That could be. That could be too. And- I don't know. And to uh, to answer your question, which I derailed you from, I had chicken nuggets. What? 
breakfast. I had chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going with that. Well, but it's not really breakfast, okay? Again, we cannot define our meals by the time with at their which they're consumed because from your perspective, that's dinner, bro, is dinner. It's fully acceptable for you to be frying, to grilling. And you know what, dude? If you want to barbecue some ribs tomorrow, barbecue some fucking ribs tomorrow when you get home. I don't as, care. As, as my good friend Ford Prefix said, time is illusion, lunchtime doubly so. Here, here, and cheers. So what's on the agenda for the rest of the day for you, sir? I'm um, definitely I'm hey, definitely man. afraid to let you off the phone. I want you to know this. Why? Well, because then it's just me babbling to myself again. Uh, well, until the end of the show, Will, I'm 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 with you for the ride if you need me. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You may be riding co-pilot for the rest of the morning. Uh, anyway, what's the rest uh, on the agenda for your day today? Well, I got uh, I got to throw some stuff in the laundry, then I'm gonna lay down for my uh, mid midday nap, and when the wife gets home from. Uh, they have this silly thing in this state that in order to work in a restaurant or any place that makes food and she uh, makes pizzas at one of the local grocery stores, uh-huh. um, they have to have a food handler's license. Right. So she is off to take a class and a test for her food handler's license. So I will be taking a nap until she gets home and then getting up and doing whatever I am told. Good man. That's the way it should be. Actually, um, you know, uh, if you listen to us on Wednesdays, uh, specifically because you listen to us on Wednesdays, and you also listen to us on Sundays, one of the things you may have noticed is this past week, uh, there was no Annette Heads. We didn't do it. Uh, it was actually a twofold thing, one of which there's, there's Trent's part of the story, which I'm guessing we're not going to hear today. Maybe we'll hear next Sunday. Um, either that or my co-host has quit and he just doesn't have the nuts to tell me. It's one or the other. I don't know. Um, but there was his half, and then there was my half. My wife um, was not well. I guess that's the just the easy way to put it. You know, I don't know how much she has broadcast out to the Internet. I'm not going to say anything else. But, you know, she just wasn't well. Um, and so I was, like, running. Uh, I don't want to say running the house, but just trying to keep things going while keeping everyone comfortable. And so uh, when it came right down to it, you know, I just I looked at the clock. I hadn't heard from Trent. And I'm like, you know, I, I need to be paying attention to my wife more than anything else right now. You know what I mean? Happy, ha- happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Well, this wasn't even happy wife. I I completely understand, but yeah, so it does boil down to that. Yeah, and well, and plus, you know, there were issues. Uh, was there an issue with my daughter too? I don't know, but anyway, I just tried to keep things going, and and it was just like you know, this is this is not the time. Yeah, because my daughter had gone to the movies with my um, uh, with my sister in law, and because the big plan was uh, for my niece's like last day or last weekend of uh, spring vacation. They were going to have a girls' day and go to the movie together. But then my wife got sick. She was sick Saturday. She was sick Sunday. So they said, well, we'll just take her to the movie. And they came by to pick up my daughter. So at the point where NetHead should have happened, I'm looking at the clock. My wife's not well. My daughter's not home yet. I'm just like, eh, no. And then I heard from Trent. And it's like, okay, well, it sounds like we can shoot for 9 o'clock. Then I heard from Trent later on. And I'm like, okay, that ain't happening. And then I just turned my back on it. Just turn my back on the whole concept, man. Oh, sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes yeah. uh, the home life is more important than us uh, measly five or six people that listen to you on a Sunday night. Well, that and the other thing, too, is um, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Trent and I were actually going to try and record something on Monday night. But then uh, that wasn't happening as well. My daughter wasn't in bed yet. And so I didn't even broach the subject. It's like, okay, forget it. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, my friend. It is what it is. It is. But but there are, believe it or not, there are, I don't, well, maybe not in this listening live, but there are people that do listen to the show. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. I, I'm, I, I, I never I'm sure, cease to be amazed. I'm sure the download numbers are very nice. Mm, well, let's not get nuts. Let's not, let's not crazy, my friend. 
<laughs> well, Ryan, I, I appreciate you giving up a half an hour of your morning. Um, you know, the funny thing, too, is I like I made sure I was awake. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's the difference between, I guess, something you love and something you have to do. Uh, because every Wednesday morning, okay, I always wake up terrified around 4 a.m. that I've overslept. Uh, any day, work day of the week, however, I wake up wishing I could just go back to sleep. So, and, and that's, you know, in protest of the alarm itself. So, you know, for me... I'm amazed, first of all, that I'm up every morning, but uh, I also had a brief communication with, uh, I don't know, maybe my resigned co-host, who, you know, told me, you know, he was really interested in getting started on time today as well, uh, because he had somebody to meet right about now, so uh, we didn't start on time, he isn't here, so now I'm thinking, uh, if my co-host hasn't quit then he is oversleeping for another appointment he has too, which makes me actually feel a little bit better. Or if, if the appointment is something personal, maybe it got bumped up to an earlier time. Mm, I don't think the proctologist sees you that early usually. That is what you meant by personal, right? No, I was meant, meaning maybe... Uh, Maybe maybe a female was actually calling, and he actually decided to answer the door this time. <laughs> now you're just talking nonsense, my friend. Come on. No. This is Trent we're talking okay, about. Uh, okay, a guy. I'm sorry. Eh, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's a. Uh, I don't know if that's a possibility or not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't run the numbers on that scenario yet. I, I'll, I'll keep my hopes up that somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you actually have hopes and dreams? What are those like? Can you tell me about them, please? They're fleeting. Yeah, few and far between. Anyway, Ryan, thanks <laughs> for giving me a half hour of your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. No problem. Well, anytime you need me, I am uh, a Twitter message away. Awesome, brother. Well, hang in there. Uh, Godspeed. And I'm going to ramble on a little more. I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. All righty. Going to slap a bow on it and put it in the under the tree. Wait, it's the wrong time of year. All right. Take it easy, man. One love. Okay. Bye. Right now, Ryan's going, wait, why am I off the air? Am I off the air because Trent's there? No, he's not. Trent's not there. But, you know, I figured we would go ahead and and, and pretty much uh, wrap up this dog and pony show coming up since it's not really a Smod Coast morning show if it's just me. Uh, You got to have the other half of the equation. You know, whether he's there or not in spirit or in... uh, or in, in physicality, if you will. Uh, it's just not the same without Trent. Nothing against Ryan. I appreciate all of his time. It was really sweet, you know, taking your time out of the day to talk to me. I appreciate it. But now, uh, you know, we got to wrap it up. I don't know about any closing thoughts for the day. I don't know about any shows I should be watching or could have been watching. I don't know anything about anything. Uh, but let's all let's all say a, a silent prayer and, and, and let's hope for uh, something good to come along and and hope that uh, let's all hope Trent's OK. So if you've uh, listened to the sound of this voice, be sure to send uh, a message out to at a part of him just saying, hey, buddy, we're pulling for you. Hope everything's OK. That kind of thing. So anytime you hear this message today or you think about it. Just send him a, a little message of concern via Twitter at a part of him. Just saying, hey, man, uh, you know, hope everything's all right. Hey, man, missed you this morning. Hope you're okay. You know, those kind of things. And don't let up at all. Not one bit. Don't let it go. Just keep doing it all day. Why not, right? That's what I say. Oh. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Don't forget. Uh, oh, by the way. I have to tell you guys, if you have not been listening lately to Fat Man on Batman because you're like, uh, I don't know, maybe you were just soured on the concept. You didn't you didn't uh, you didn't give it a chance. You heard it was Kevin Smith talking about Batman. You're like, I heard it on this morning show. I didn't care for it. I'm not listening. First of all, shame on you. Amazing podcast. Secondly, however, great guests have been on recently. Uh, Dean Tripp wrote us a touching story about how he overcame 
um, abuse as a child, sexual abuse as a child, uh, in a, a comic form called Something Terrible. And it was one of the most gripping listens I have ever heard. And one of the things that I'm bummed about Trent not being here for is the fact that um, the last episode of Fat Man on Batman wasn't so much Batman, but Joe Quesada, who is, I think, like the creative director now at Marvel, was on talk, and they were talking about Captain America. And, you know, I if you've seen Captain America... Listen to that podcast because uh, two things are going to come out of it. One, it's some wonderful insight. Uh, they're hearing Kevin's take on it, Joe's take on it, and all the things that happen in it. Uh, but also, it just makes you want to see it again. The movie itself makes you want to see it again. But listening to this podcast, I guarantee you, if you liked the movie and you listen to that podcast, you're going to want to see it again. I mean, that's I, I want to go see it again. I want to blow off work right now, go over, and I want to see Captain America 2 again. That's what I want to do. I want to do it right now. Why? Because I listened to that podcast. It was so good. I'm listening to it again. I'm not going to lie. I, Fat Man on Batman, one of my favorite co- podcasts. Education as well, one of my favorites. If you haven't checked it out, I would highly encourage you to do so. And, and you know, while I'm on the air, uh, burning up some time and mentioning some stuff, let's, uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. We have a We have a thing for that, don't we? I think we do. Hold on. Yeah, here we go. We'll do this. Here we are. Time to take a break, because we can do that. More Smodcoast Morning Show after these words. That's right, folks. Time for a little... In-show advertisement, telling you about all the things you want to check out, all the things you want to do, all the things you want to hear, all the things you want to see, Smodco and otherwise. First of all, don't forget, go to onemorewilkins.com, click a banner, click an ad, help a brother out. That's all I'll say on that. You shop at Amazon, go to onemorewilkins.com. Want to buy some amazing gifts? For the nerd, the geek, the gamer in your life, go to One More Wilkins. Want to get a shave like no other? Go to OneMoreWilkins.com. Click all them things. Get yourself some stuff. Help out a family. All at the same time. And guess what? Don't cost you nothing. Just use the links. Do what you're going to do. Also, don't forget, coming to you live in your area, maybe. Go to csmod.com. Find out all upcoming events. May 2nd, Hollywood Improv. Special 8 p.m. show. Hollywood Babylon. If you go to Hollywood Babylon and you're like, no, I really want to go to Babylon, but it's at 10 o'clock. I want to get my drink on. I want to get my Friday crazies on. And, you know, being with these guys is great, but till midnight, then I just got to find some after hours club if I'm going to be lucky. This is your week. 8 p.m. Hollywood Improv, Hollywood Babylon. Montclair Film Festival, May 4th in Montclair, New Jersey. It's a Kevin Smith Q&A. Sunday, May 4th, 3 p.m. Montclair Film Festival. Kevin Smith. Also, May 5th, the Batman at 75 to all a dark night at the Paley Center for Media. May 5th, 6.30 p.m. Featuring in person. Oh, listen to this lineup. Kevin Smith, Kevin Conroy, Chip Kidd, Mark Tyler Nobleman, and Michael Uslan? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. May 9th, Babylon, back at the Hollywood Improv, 10 p.m. May 16th through the 18th, see the comic book men, Ming Chen, Michael Zapsik, Brian Johnson, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, at the Myrtle Beach Convention Center. 10 p.m. on May 23rd, Babylon, back at the Improv. And those comic book men are going to be at the Comic Palooza May 23rd through the 26th. And last but not least, rounding out your May, a live education, May 31st, 2014 at 11 p.m. at the Comedy Store, beautiful Auto California. Education. Each education guaranteed its own experiment. What will be their experiment this week? I don't know. You got to find out on May 31st. All this and more, go to csmod.com. Find out the good stuff.
Heard you missed us. We're back. Now, more of the Smod Coast Morning Show on Sir. At least for the moment, until it goes away. Kind of like a hangover. Or maybe the good feeling you have of being drunk. Just for the moment, then it goes away. You remember your life, and then you grab another drink. At least that's what I hear. I don't know. Me, I'm just drinking coffee because it's the Smart Coast Morning Show, everybody. My name is Will. Usually Trent's here, but uh, it's just going to be me this morning. Just call me Johnny Deuces because that's what I'm drinking, a beautiful hot cup of Deuces coffee. Help you get through your morning. Unfortunately, Bob Hoskins is dead. Boy, that sucks. But that's okay. We're still here for you. Smart Coast Morning Show. Uh, last but not least, one of the things we like to do. Take a look at the news, find out what's going on in the world, uh, maybe get you informed throughout the day. I know I'm surprised by all the ways that I actually discover the news. Typically, it's not through your normal way. Twitter, mainly my source of news now. That and Google, the good folks. But, you know, I, I learned some things. Sometimes I, I learn some stuff from Facebook. I learn what's going on. So, you know, without further ado, let's take a dip into the news, and then uh, we're going to we're gonna close this place out like, a, like an after-hours club at 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. or I don't know when are... Uh, I have no idea when the uh, the after hours clubs are open. Uh, I've never gone to them. Uh, sadly, I have to admit this because uh, was actually I'm not sad. I'm a grown ass man. I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing those kind of things. Anyway, without further ado, news. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the news and there's nothing really grabbing me. Uh, World Health Organization is sounding alarms on widespread superbug infections. Hmm. Xbox One coming to China in September. Hmm. Say hello to Firefox 29, a cleaner modern browser. I'm sorry, did you say Firefox? I thought we all use Google Chrome now. Yeah, yeah nothing grabbing me in the news. I'm sorry, folks. Oh, look at that. Twitter stock plunges as user growth slows. Oh, no. Yep, nothing really gripping. You know, other than the uh, the the owner of the Clippers getting banned for life. But y'all heard about that uh, enough uh, yesterday, right? And really, we already talked about Bob Hoskins. So, uh, yeah, that's it, folks. That's the news for today. Smart Coast Morning Show. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, maybe I should have said something about George Clooney proposing to his girlfriend with a seven-carat diamond ring. By the way, has anyone seen these ads uh, for, like, K-Jewelers or Zales or something where they're now pushing colored diamonds, blue diamonds, yellow diamonds, green diamonds? Get her a diamond in her favorite color. I thought these were all the diamonds. I thought the clarity was the big thing with diamonds. Have they found a way now to sell us dirty diamonds? Is that... Is that the way? It's like, oh, hey, look, everybody, these blue diamonds. We can sell these blue diamonds now. We figured out a way. We're going to color coordinate diamonds. At the point where you're offering discounted dirty diamonds, I don't even know if they're discounted, but let's say they are discounted. When you're at that point, let's face it, the diamond industry is grasping at straws because the word has gotten out. We don't care. We don't care at all about your diamonds. We don't want to pay the money. Because in case you don't know, uh, the whole diamond industry, diamonds are restricted in sales. Uh, they're a quote unquote, they're not even a precious gem. It's a goddamn rock. It's a, it's a goddamn rock. They got tons of, but they can, they got a stranglehold, the De Beers family or something. They got a stranglehold on the way that they are released. So since they are in control of the supply, they get to uh, dictate to the demand. Uh, but you know. 
selling dirty diamonds. Anyway, seven carat diamond. I'm going. I'm having my twentieth uh, wedding anniversary this year, and for years now, I've been telling my wife because you know she'll always mention how she'd love a bigger diamond, and I always point out well, that's what the twenty year anniversary is for. That's what the twenty year anniversary is for. <laughs> Guess what? Will this year's the twentieth anniversary? You've been packing away money all this time, right, to pay for a big old rock, haven't you? Dipshit, no. Didn't, sorry. Mo, cat's out of the bag. Sorry, hon. Don't worry, though. I'll find the money somehow. I always do. Anyway, I'm kidding, folks. Uh, But seven-carat diamond, come on, buddy. Can you help curb the expectations of everybody else? I I got a job to do here, okay? It's called being a good husband. You giving a seven-carat diamond already makes me look like an asshole at the engagement point. Now you got to do that as well when I got to buy a diamond this year. George Clooney, I'm sorry for your happiness, but you're a dick. No, I'm kidding. He's not. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, but anyway, folks, thank you very much for tuning in. And thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Smart Coast Morning Show, typically with Will and Trent. Yeah, just with Will today and Ryan Connolly. Thank you very much for calling in. Miranda Janelle, thank you for attempting to call in that fracking cat and... RLE11678 on Twitter. Thank you very much for participating with the show today. Really appreciate it and appreciate you being there. Uh, Until next time, my name is Will. Oh, nobody's saying my name is Trent. And I've got, no, and this has been another edition of the Smodco Morning Show on Smodco Internet Radio. You see, this one I don't need Trent for because I've got this. At Smodcast.com. Huh? Right? Anyway, folks, thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time on the flip side. Yeah. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. How can you do a stinger when there's only one guy? That's not a stinger. Still just some weirdo talking to himself in a room all alone. Hmm. Huh.